producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Minnesota sports fans, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Taxi Squad. So much to get into today. We got some twins talk to talk about, some some things happening with them. We got some rumors going on with the Wolves that we will definitely dive into. And we all know who the Vikings will play because the schedule has been released. I'm here with the normal friends, the normal family, the guys, the guys, AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. How are you guys feeling today? Feeling good, man. Feeling nice and refreshed. Went up to uh, Duluth for a day trip over the weekend for Mother's Day weekend. By the way, happy Mother Day, Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. I hope you had an absolutely wonderful day. Hope your sons and daughters treated you right. And we went to Gooseberry Falls and just with all... All the moisture that we got over the winter. Now we're talking about the weather again. I always seem to talk about the weather when we open the taxi squad. I don't know why, but it was just so nice and refreshing. Spring, the flowers were blooming up there, and just oh, I'm just feeling all the all the freshness right now. And the schedule re- re- was released for the Vikings, and so I'm really just anticipating what uh what's going to happen for my team coming up this fall. Even though it's the spring, I want to make sure we, we focus on that, and then get to the summer, and then get to the summer, and then the fall. But yeah, I'm feeling good. How you doing, AJ? Um, okay, I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, I saw the Cubs take on the Twins this past weekend. Um, you know, we're getting we're it's starting to finally warm up. Um, which stinks for me as a bigger dude because like that spring fall time is like you can still wear a sweatshirt and people are like how big is he type of thing so it's no longer big boy weather unfortunately uh but hey you know i don't have to brush my car off or like de-ice it which is fantastic so we're uh we're, we're doing good we're doing good that's good that's good well let's dive right into the viking schedule let's do man. it uh, because uh the Vikings have an interesting schedule ahead, man. That uh, I'm looking at some of these games. I'm shocked they got my Eagles again, prime time, um, <laughs> second week of the season. Yet again in Philadelphia, it's kind of weird. I kind of want them to be out here this year so I can go see the game. But nevertheless, it is what it is. Um, they got the Chiefs on the schedule. They got the 49ers on the schedule. They got you know Russell Wilson and the Broncos on the schedule. So guys, just going through the schedule. Let's do a quick rundown so we could come to a conclusion on what we believe the Vikings regular season record will be. And if they'll make the playoffs or not, let's start with Jason. Yeah. So the biggest thing that actually stands out for the schedule for me, just recapping it is the Vikings got kind of lucky at the end there. And I don't mean necessarily with the opponents. I mean, the fact that they're not really playing any cold weather games at the end of the season, they end the season uh, versus Chicago, but that's at home. U.S. Bank Stadium. We got a roof on it. But then at Vegas, at Cincinnati, home against Detroit, home against Green Bay, and then at Detroit, which again has a roof over that stadium. So I'm and so like their last cold weather game technically is November 19th versus the Denver Broncos. Now, you know, like the weather can be necessarily overrated, but for a team that really plays most of their games in an echo chamber like the Vikings have pretty much since the Metrodome was built. I think this actually gives them a little bit of an advantage. Now, sure, maybe the argument could be made, okay, you know what, Cincinnati in December, okay, that can get a little bit uh, weathery down there, but I'm still not convinced that it's going to be like, you know, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field or anything like that. Uh, In terms of the actual opponents, um, the ones I'm scared about the most are kind of more towards the front. Like you mentioned, artists, your Philadelphia Eagles, having to go back there week two in prime time, why, why are they doing this to us? Why, why, are the, why are they torturing Vikings fans? And also, why are they torturing you? Because like you mentioned, yeah, why can't the Eagles come here? Like, like why not? Like, I want to go to that game, too. I want to go to that game with you. I think it'd be fun to get a whole score North contingent to go to that game. But I guess I guess we'll have to wait to maybe 2024, maybe. We'll probably be playing week two against the Eagles again. But then you got the Chiefs, and that'll be a little bit. That, I mean, that's going to be your biggest test of the season. Uh, then you go on the road in Chicago. That's not going to be easy week six. And then you come home against San Francisco and then at Green Bay. So that like from week five to week eight is really just going to be, I think, the big meat and potatoes part of the schedule if I'm reacting to it in early May. Um, but otherwise, I think in terms of like the ranking of this schedule itself for the Vikings, I think it's on the lower half of difficult um 
um, difficult compared to other schedules. Um, even though the Vikings were a first place team, this isn't necessarily, um, and, and again, it's early. And so we can take this with a grain of salt. This isn't necessarily a first place schedule. Like they are, there's fourth place teams that are playing much harder schedules as it's currently laid out on paper. So I think that Vikings actually kind of maybe lucked out um, this uh, upcoming season in 2023, but still there's going to be some tough, tough matchups kind of right there between week five and week eight. What do you think age? Yeah, no, they, um, they, they get, you know, this is, I know they're a few years removed from being the Super Bowl champions, but they kind of get a cupcake week one with the Buccaneers, but then they go right away into some teams that are going to have either a, a lot of expectations that they need to like deliver on or some expectations of taking that next step, maybe as a franchise, because you go Eagles and the, the interesting one there is, and the, the conversation piece that I've seen uh, surrounding that week too is like the, the Super Bowl hangover. One team that's in the Super Bowl, whether it's the winners or the losers, some team ends up having that, um, like they just don't, it takes them a little while to get, get off the blocks. They really get off the tarmac and then it's like midway through and then they're almost playing catch up. I don't know if either of the teams in last year's Super Bowl are going to be feeling that. I think the Chiefs are just a they're they're a wagon when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. So it's not like you necessarily have to worry about that. But the Eagles just if it was a different team other than Philadelphia, I think that's I think that's maybe more applicable. But with the Eagles in the city of Philly and the sports culture that is the city of Philadelphia in this compared to Minnesota, it's not as bad but compared to maybe the rest of the nation they've had a pretty awful year if you look at sports teams coming so close multiple times the phillies just can't get the job done um the philadelphia union and the mls can't get the job done the eagles they're so close and then questionable calls and all this other stuff can't get the 76ers james harden they just got knocked like this is a city that they they get on your their teams like Minnesota, it's like, oh, you got to the Super Bowl, you know, hey, way to go. They're like, no, we <laughs> we want like that. That was a mistake. You guys messed up. Go back out there. I feel like if any team that's going to lose the Super Bowl and be able to like retool and have a good draft that we just saw and all this other stuff, it's the Eagles. So I, I don't think they're going to be that team that is uh, going to like come out of the gate super slow. So I think that second game of the year is going to be uh, a real telltale sign for the Vikings of, Hey, we're going to compete with the big dogs this year, or we're going to, we're going to lose the games. We probably should, but we're also going to win the games. We probably should. So, um, and then, yeah, like you said, that kind of five, five through eight, um, the biggest thing for me that stands out the lions twice, Right at the end of the season, because I the Lions, we saw what they were um, this past season, which is an up and coming team that has a lot of energy, has a lot of passion, um, a, a franchise that has shown to be turning itself around to have them week. What is that? Uh, 16 and 18 now with because of the yeah, 16 and 18. You're at home. 16 on uh, Christmas Eve, and then you go uh, there week 18, and the, the date isn't officially determined yet because I'm sure they're saving that for some flex stuff. But it's uh, God, I that's going to be a situation where I feel like it's going to be coming down to the wire, and those two games are going to be oh so important, especially going over to was it Ford Field is still what it's called, I believe so. Yep, yep, yeah, Ford Field. I as much as I want to say that Philly fans and like Raiders fans are bananas, it's Detroit. Those, those people have been yearning for something for what feels like a decade and a half, 20 years now. I don't know, wow. like maybe even longer. Cause they've had some really bad football teams. And now after getting a taste of having a good team last year, even though they didn't really make too much of it, they have their sights on like, okay, now, now the engine's hot. Now we're going pedal the metal, and this could be the year that they really take that next step um, and maybe have their eyes set. Even though I think it is the Vikings division to lose, the Lions probably have their eyes set on challenging, if not competing, to win the division overall. Yeah, I think for me, man, uh, looking down this schedule and the way I see the NFL kind of unfolding this year, I think the Vikings have a very tough schedule this year. 
Mm-hmm. I think they have a very tough schedule this year that's kind of being underrated. I don't think it's, you know, within the top um, top five or top ten when it comes to, like, the difficulty level, when it comes to the percentages based off of what happened last year. But going off of what I believe will happen this year, the Vikings are going to have to do a really good job at starting games strong and finishing games strong. They can't do the same stuff that they did last year where they coming back from 17-point deficits, you know, 20-point deficits, you know, they, they can't do that with these teams on the schedule this year. You know, I think, you know, obviously you got the Eagles week two. Um, you got the Chargers again right after that. I think the Panthers are going to be an up and coming team this year. That will be decent. You know, Adam Thielen is going to be looking to, you know, going to be looking to do his thing. I don't expect him to do too much at this point in his career. But, you know, there's always the, the revenge game. You just never know if there's going to be a game he gets up for. It'll be that one. And obviously they got Bryce Young now. And Miles Sanders, so they got some pieces over there now. Obviously, you play Kansas City, and you got the 49ers. You play the Bears twice this year, and the Bears have revamped their roster on both sides of the ball for the most part. The Lions, we we know what they have done this offseason with revamping their roster, and I really like, even though their draft was kind of unorthodox, I kind of like what they did in the draft because I think they got the players that they really wanted. I think a lot of people put a little bit too much stock into where they drafted certain players. Yes, they got a running back at 12, and they took a linebacker really early. But if those players turn out to hit the ceilings that they expect, nobody's going to care about where those players were drafted. They're just going to say, okay, you got one of the best players in the draft at the end of the day at their position. And so I expect the Lions to be better. Um, the Falcons got B. John Robinson and some pieces over there. They play the Falcons on this schedule. And so this is Joe Burrow, my goodness it's it is it is very tough and going down this schedule my first glance is like i think the vikings win like nine games this year which will be rough coming off of a a season where they won 13 and so i just think that you know this is going to be one of those years where i think in all honesty i think this may be a frustrating year for a lot of vikings fans that expect the vikings to take a step i do again love the jordan addison pickup i think that's going to help the offense out a lot but they're playing some 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 offensive teams that are going to really test that defense. And the defense, even though you have a new defensive coordinator in Flores and you got you know a couple weapons out there, is 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 it going to be that much better than it was last year? Is it going to be? Is it going to go from the second to last to top fifteen? Is it going to be just from the second to last to maybe now top twenty, top twenty five? We we really don't know yet, and so. I think the Vikings just need to do a good job of getting off to solid starts. I do think that it helps that Kirk Cousins is in his contract year, and so I think he'll come out and he'll play well. But overall, I think this season is going to, again, fall on their defense and fall on them, you know, getting out to quick starts because there's going to be some tough games on this schedule, man. Luckily, a good amount of them are on the road, but even our own division has gotten a lot better, you know. Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay anymore, but again, the 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 Bears and the and the Lions got better this offseason. And I hate to say this, but um, Justin Fields is probably my dark horse MVP oh. right now. Dark horse. I think that you know what they did on the defensive side of the ball, um, what they're gonna do offensively. I think that you know this year, I think he will be better. I think he was a. He was a dark horse candidate last year. It's just they didn't win. They couldn't win any games. But now yeah. I think the Bears are a lot better, and uh, I think that uh, that's the team to look out for. And so I think you probably split with everybody but Green Bay, hopefully, in the division, and that's going to make things tough. So hopefully just... Tim Walls can legalize that sports betting stuff here before the football season so I can cash that bet in. Yeah, I'm busy mean, trying to legalize something else at the moment. So he'll get to that after he's done with something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wink. Yeah, we, we know we know what you're getting at. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll but, uh... I'll stick to the betting. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah. I, I think I think the trade for DJ Moore is gonna kind of open up the, the field a little bit for Justin Fields to kind of be to, to be better. They went and got mm-hmm. some offensive line help as well. So I always thought Justin Fields was a decent quarterback coming out of college. He could throw the ball well in college. It's just playing for the Chicago Bears when you don't have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball to throw the ball to, and you also don't have an offensive line, you're going to run a lot. And so that's going to be he's been forced to do, you know? It's going to so. be really weird to see him be able to, like, stand in the pocket for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be yeah. crazy to see him actually play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, very good points. Very good points. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying thought that 
even though Aaron Rodgers is finally gone, finally Hall of Fame quarterback play is purged from Green Bay. The other two teams only got better. I mean, I actually I, I expect the Packers to finish last in the division, to be honest with you. I mean, the Packers only gave Jordan Love a bridge contract deal here. There it's a it's a totally prove it deal. So I mean, that's kind of good news and bad news. One, I mean, the Packers don't have to really commit long-term to quarterback, and that is kind of good news for them. But also, it's bad news because they don't really know what they have in Jordan Love yet. Uh, they got worse. I don't think their defense got much better. It's got to stay more healthy. Detroit and Chicago definitely got better. Yeah, the Jameer Gibbs pick for them didn't make sense at first, but then they traded DeAndre Swift, and then it's like, okay, now it makes complete sense. It just, you had already signed David Montgomery, and it was just like... Uh, what's like what's what's really going on aj what are you laughing at over there you're <laughs> reacting to something sorry they're showing uh victor Wembenyana for the lottery here and he they cut to him at his home in france and then he pulled out like the disposable like r- roto clip camera he took a picture like a selfie of him and his parents and it was just like so out of nowhere he just randomly pulled that out they smiled the flash went off and then just like no emotion back to waiting for the picks so. <laughs> Dang. The, the lottery is going on as we're speaking live do we know what the pick is yet um no in final four are well rockets just got the fourth so it's san antonio oh. the hornets and the trailblazers Ooh. So mark tatum is uh, announcing it as we speak but i'll keep Ooh. you guys updated we're just kidding portland portland gets three interesting so it's either spurs or charlotte well, if portland gets him my guess is that spurs are gonna be the number one pick i bet <sighs> no spurs yes were- yes sorry it is uh hornets and oh, i don't know who the representative for san antonio is but he j- almost just ripped his shirt off the, the spurs <laughs> got yes yeah. the blackhawks get Bernard and the spurs get Wembenyana. too oh my gosh if it ain't I, rigged, if it ain't rigged this year, I don't know when. <laughs> Who is that guy? I know, like they they said Charlotte. And I was like, sometimes they just for like the suspension or the, uh, uh, yeah, wow. like to, the tension of it. They, they'll announce, they'll skip over to and announce who has the first overall pick. So they showed that, and this guy, he almost knocked over his podium. He was like, yeah, he like went <laughs> almost ripped off his sport coat. Oh my goodness! Seriously, these just dynasties that just wrapped up being dynasties now get these centerpieces pop ain't ever gonna retire <laughs> no Popovich is gonna coach till they do. it's gonna be like a vince mcmahon situation because i heard that he's not gonna resign until he's like incapacitated or something like that they're so, saying uh and, oh and forgive me if i pronounced the name wrong but uh web web and web and yana the guy that's supposed yeah. to go like number one overall they're saying like he's the best prospect since lebron and some are saying he's an even better prospect than lebron coming out so if he lives up to that if he lives up to similar height, because it's going to be hype, because it's going to be hard to live up to that type of hype. But if he can be similar, if he could be a superstar in the league, then, yeah, Pop's going to be around for a while. <laughs> they were showing highlights of him uh, like as like the lottery show was going on. The dude literally like front rimmed a three pointer and followed his shot and went back for a putback dunk. And it was just like the easiest thing I've ever seen a basketball player do. And that's like. Probably the hardest thing a basketball player can do. He's 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 insane. He, he's he's tall and lanky. You know he needs to you know you know do some leg yeah. day and stuff like that. But like yeah. he's he's gonna be awesome. It, it's like the one year where I think the NHL and the NBA both had like uber prospects uh, potentially going number one overall. And so that completely sidetracked our Viking schedule uh, <laughs> talk, but you know, it's, it's live. You got to, you know, cover the st- stuff when it happens live. So how about that? Good for the Spurs and you know, whatever for the Blackhawks. Uh, do you guys want to just if only the reaction? Wolves had a pick. What was that? If only the Wolves had a pick. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he could fall. Hey, we can get into <laughs> 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 yeah, that's tough <laughs> all right anyways let's 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 get back to this here do you guys want to go through and maybe do like a very rough estimate of like win totals or like record predictions or no i'm down uh, for lightning yeah. round yeah let's you know, yeah go through and let's just let me so tell you what i'm gonna grab i'm gonna grab a piece of paper all right and a pen and i'll i'll keep uh i'll keep notes of this so we can and go that. through i'm all gonna right. do so we got jason we got artists and funny. me don't worry about there we go. Um, we're just going to go through here. We'll go week by week. 
I'm going to list off the matchup. You're going to tell me win or loss. I'll keep track of how many wins we have for each of us at the end of the season. Uh, so we'll start off week one. They open the season. They will travel uh, just to U.S. Bank Stadium. I thought it was on the road. Uh, they'll be home <laughs> taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to say that's a win. I agree. That's a W. Yeah, I ain't afraid of Baker Mayfield. I don't care where he's at. That's a W for the Vikings. U.S. Bank Stadium is going to be rocking. All right, week two, on the road, prime time, the Eagles. That I'm is a that is a L, but a closer game than it was last year. They will, the Eagles will not blow the Vikings out again. I don't I don't think that'll happen. I agree. If the Eagles do have any type of Super Bowl hangover at all this season, it will be I think at the early part of the season. And so, but still, the, I think the Vikings are a good enough opponent to give the Eagles a run for their money. But I'm still taking the L in the first primetime game of the Vikings of the year in uh, Philly again. I'm gonna I'm gonna dare to be different. I love mm. it. KLC is gonna come with some tricks up his sleeve. And I know I just said that I think the Eagles are going to have an almost no hangover, but I think that's gonna speak to what the Vikings are gonna be this year. Um, and they're gonna start hot. They're gonna have a game plan because I feel like they didn't really have a game plan last time around. KLC second year, he's he's not this bland white chicken breast he's got some seasoning now they added some pepper he's got some paprika in there you know he's seasoned i, I say that. they win. Oh, they do you like the to... chicken <laughs> absolutely have you seen yes. Come on. all right second uh second week wrapped up we'll now go to week three where they will uh be at home taking on the what, san diego chargers la chargers la san chargers. diego yeah. super chargers to the you super chargers yes go chargers no, go. la chargers at home week three I'll take a win here. Um, it'll be Quentin Johnston versus Jordan Addison. That'll be fun to see the two two of the wide receivers highly drafted go at it and see uh, who comes out on top. But uh, yeah, you know, I think um, you know Justin Herbert's really good, but I think the Vikings are, can get a W against LA. So I like, I I agree. I agree. I think it'll be a shootout. Uh, I think it'll be a tough game that'll come down to the wire. I think the Vikings get off to a hot start. I think Herbert also get out gets out to a hot start, but I think it'll Kirk Cousins will outdo Herbert, and I think that'll be the talk of the town after Week Three. I think inevitably, when probably Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both hurt by Week Three, it's going to be a lesser matchup. <laughs> so, um, no, I I think the Vikings do pick up the win, even if that, those teams are healthy. I think um, Kirk, I think Kirk and Herbert is going to be a matchup that maybe Herbert wins at the end of the day, like on paper, but Kirk's going to have a very good, that's it's going to be his first fourth quarter comeback of the season. So to week four, to week, uh, to week four, we go. Yep. They travel to face Adam Thielen and the Panthers on the road. Bryce young is looking really good at camp so far. That's uh that's the hot rummer. Anyway, uh, we're a long way from the regular season though. And there are going to be some growing pains with this team, no matter what, even if Adam Thielen has a great game, goes for hundred yards and a touchdown, whatever. I still think the Vikings at this point riding hot to start this season. I think they go down to Carolina and get a W to start the season three and one, at least for me. Um, I would agree. And I echo pretty much the same sentiments. I think Bryce Young is going to be a good player, have a solid career. I don't think they have enough, um, in order to beat the Vikings in this matchup though. But I will say the Vikings better come ready though. They better come ready because Bryce, he's a, he's a dual threat type of guy. He's not going to run a ton, but he can run enough. And Adam Thielen knows this team very well on both sides of the football. And so that is something to be aware of. One thing that AJ Brown pointed out when they played Tennessee is like, I gave the Eagles everything I knew about the Titans. They ran the same type of defense. They had the same cold word signals. Well, I don't know if Thielen is going to do that exactly. Cause I don't know if there was bad blood between Thielen and the Vikings, but you're kidding yourself. if He's not going to help out his team. So they need to be prepared, but I think uh, Kirk cousins comes through and, and has a day again. I think they win. I mean, it's it's a rookie qu quarterback. It's so early in the season. Like, even if he has a good day, a good day for a quarterback, I don't think beats Kirk in this offense at least. So, um, I have them. I have them starting four and out. And then we come to week five. They return home. They host the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Do so we want to just get this one out of the way with one quick? Everybody on three. One, two, three. L loss. loss. <laughs> Thank you. L. Yeah. L. Hard. I mean, we can. Which we I mean, then we're going to be wrong. Just watch. Kirk yeah. Hopefully. His life Hopefully. And now awesome. Jules Patrick Mahomes 37 34 or something like that. That'd be sweet. 
but no, we're going to take the L there. Kansas City is Kansas City and moving on. Week six. <laughs> Are we still at Soldier Field technically for the Bears? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, down, this... to Sol- down to Soldier Field. It's not for a couple of years where they get in that new stadium. So to yeah. Soldier Field we go. Week six at Chicago. I'll start it off. Loss. I am that, too. I'm going loss. Soldier Field haunts <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Haunts. Yep. I, uh, yeah, no. It the Bears improve this season. Um <laughs> Justin Fields scares me. The completion percentage has got to be better, but those those legs are just fantastic and he's amazing and it's it's not a cold weather game too. I mean, that's going to be in the middle of October, so it shouldn't be snowy or anything. So, yeah, Soldier Field haunts the Vikings once again in 2023. The Bears win this game at Soldier Field. Justin Fields has a day. DJ Moore goes for over 100 yards. Ooh. Hi, <laughs> man. Back to this one. Could have picked All Chase right. Claypool. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think the Bears are going to be solid this year. I really do. I know. I, do I really too. do. All right. So we all pick uh, losses. We go to week seven. They return home and will host the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Artists, how about you lead us off here with this one? L, I think the 49ers are probably the second best team, if not the third best team in the NFC this upcoming year. They lost a lot on defense, including their defensive coordinator, but they still got Shanahan. Um, he knows how to make that offense go with Debo, uh, with Ayuk, with um, Christian McCaffrey. So I'm rolling with the Niners. Who's going to, I mean, I know, I know the answer should be obvious, should be Brock Purdy, but like, what are they going to do with Trey Lance? Like, what is really the whole on the plan on, I mean, I guess, but it's just, well, one, I mean, Brock Purdy does have to recover from his elbow surgery. I mean, um, I don't know if he's in question to start the season or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't really, I mean, yes, the Niners still should be good. Um, they did lose their defensive coordinator to, to a head coaching job. And so there should be some regression with them. I'm going to pick the Vikings to win here. Um, I think San Francisco does have a decent chance at regression. I mean, yeah, they were put in a really bad situation in the NFC championship game, but they've lost a few pieces this season. So, and I think just because there's still some, like, what are we really doing here at quarterback? I don't know. There might just be some, some going on with the Niners at this point in the season. It's prime time too. us bank stadium going to be a rock and Monday night football. So Vikings beat San Francisco here. Um, I'm going to say a loss only because I feel like, even though I said that Kevin O'Connell is going to be a more seasoned coach this year, he's going to simply be out coached because we've seen that San Francisco can take these players that maybe in other franchises and organizations are mediocre to like above average at best and turn them into players that are spoken about getting in and starting above anybody else on any other team around the league. Um, I think it's a close game, but they lose ultimately. So after that, they will uh, go ahead and travel to the tundra of green Bay, Wisconsin, in week eight and take on the Packers. I'll start it off. Win. Win. I don't have any faith in the Packers do anything this year. I think they're going to be off to a slow start, and then you're going to get talks of, like, tank for Caleb Williams or something like that. You know, I feel like they're not going to fall in love with love. I am also rolling with the Minnesota Vikings. This is the Jordan Addison game. I think that they will be focused on Justin Jefferson a lot. I think uh, Alexander will be trying to follow him around similar to how he did towards the end of the season this past year. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for Jordan Addison to get on the scene, have a big game and, you know, really put his stamp on what he can be for the Vikings. For everything I said about San Francisco and a win for the Vikings, this will be a loss for the Minnesota Vikings in Green Ooh. Bay. Although I think the Packers will be the worst team in this division, I don't think they will be a complete dumpster fire. I think they could still be like maybe even a, honestly, even a seven or eight win team. If Jordan Love actually plays good, um, that roster, again, needs to stay healthy, but is very similar to an extent. I mean, he's got to get some good wide receiver play, but that I think is the max of the Green Bay Packers. And I think they get the Vikings here. It's always a tough place to play. Not as... As threatening, I think, as Soldier Field can be, but I think the Vikings go to Green Bay and lose all that momentum they build against San Francisco. Go to Green Bay and lose it, unfortunately. All right, to week nine we go. They travel to uh, Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Jason, 
win, loss. That is going to be. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, will we see a tie? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, this will be my one tie prediction. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Win. I think. Um, Desmond Ritter looking yes. to be their quarterback right now. Yeah. Um, getting in as a full-time starter. Will Kyle Pitts actually start doing Kyle Pitts things this season? I don't really know. So we'll see. Don't draft him in fantasy, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what, do not draft Kyle Pitts. But yeah, the Vikings will go down in Atlanta, control environment, dome stadium. It's not going to be too warm, not going to be too hot. They'll get a win in the ATL. I agree. I think they'll get a win. I think the Vi- the Vikings, the Falcons will be a much improved team this year, though. I like what they did in the draft. Um, I do like uh, Drake London. I do like Kyle Pitts, even though it's time for him to really, you know, be yeah. better. Uh, but I but I don't think that they will have enough to beat the Vikings. I'm rolling with the Vikings in that game. I've got the Vikings, too. I have no faith in the, the Falcons to, you know upset the Vikings in that matchup. So I'll go with them Um, to week 10. They are at home against uh, the always bitter rival, new Orleans saints. Yeah. um, Derek Carr's the quarterback now down there. Um, I, I mean, he's still a solid starter um, in the league, but I don't really know how much he's going to improve the saints. Sure. Um, They still got a lot. What was that? Jameis wins the job by week six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crab legs out, folks. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always we still don't like the Saints around here, even though I think we have exact plenty of revenge against them, beating them. Well, Kirk Cousins only playoff win with the Vikings and the Minneapolis Miracle. I think we're, I don't know, we're, we might be even now for the uh, 09 NFC Championship game. AJ says no. Never. Um, this will be a win for the Vikes. Uh, Saints are just going to be OK again this year. I also believe this will be a win for the Vikings. I do think this game will be extremely close, though, because the Saints defense is very formidable. Got one of the best pass defenses in the the league, and I think that'll be a thing again this year. And Derek Carr, even though he's eh, he's streaky, especially against teams that aren't very good at at defending the pass. And so I do think it'll be a, a closer game, maybe an ugly game, but I do think the Vikings pull away at home. Um, as long as Alan Kamara doesn't rush for like five touchdowns, I think the Vikings will be fine. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Um, so win for them there for me. Week 11 on the road in uh, in the what is it? Mile high city of Denver taking on the Broncos, Broncos, nation, Broncos nation. Let's ride. Right? Broncos country. Broncos country. Bro- let's Bro- ride. Broncos country. Uh, yeah. So go to go to Subway and get your dangerous sandwich <laughs> or whatever. Um <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm feeling dangerous, and I, I think that uh, I think he's gonna have a bounce back season. It can't be worse than what they had last season, um, especially with the dire- direction and how much is invested in him and all that. All that. I think the Broncos, compared to last year, take a small spin around. This is gonna be a game that is winnable for the Vikings, but they ultimately lose. Like it comes down to the wire. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like you said, Russell Wilson, has he has to improve just by default. He, he couldn't be any worse. And they brought some pieces in. Now that they got Sean Payton there, I mean, it's all in. And so I expect just with him alone, that'll improve the team. Um, I mean, they're still, I mean, I don't think they're going to leap Kansas City or maybe even L.A. in that regard. They still got a lot of things to figure out. But uh, George Payton, now the GM. Out there in Denver, used to work for the Vikings. He's definitely going to want to at least, you know, come away from this game and be like, yes, come on. I'm going to I'm going to beat the Vikings in primetime game, thin altitude up there in Denver. And I think uh, the Broncos going to you know, take down the Vikings. Shocked. We all agree on this. Uh, I'm also rolling with the Broncos and AJ wow. took the words right out of my mouth. I think Russell Wilson is going to have a bounce back here. That defense is legit. And I think, Kirk, this will be the game where he really struggles because that defense is serious. Um, and really all I need Russell Wilson to do is be decent. Just be decent. You know, that's, that defense is limiting teams to, like, two touchdowns a game almost, like, for the vast majority of last season. All they need him to do is put up 17 points any given week, and they have a chance to win. So I think they'll be able to do that against the Vikings defense. I'm rolling with the Broncos. All right. Um, and then to week 12, they are limping into the bye week here and by week 13. But uh, they have one more game, a divisional game against the Bears before they get to that promised land. They're back at home. It is uh, slated for a 7-15 start. So we are in prime time for this one. Um, Artis, 
What do we think? Second match against the Bears. I didn't realize that game was prime time. I just just realized that. Back to back prime time games for these Vikings. Oh my gosh. That changes my pick. I'm going with the Bears. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm going with Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields has another great day. Wow. I, I mean, mean yeah i mean I, hey. I, I i genuinely thought that you know in the back of my mind i think they i thought they'd split with everybody but green bay um spoiler here for the back part of the season but i i these prime time games man and how i expect justin fields to play this year i'm gonna wow yeah i'm gonna roll with the bears i'm gonna roll with chicago I mean, if you thought they were, he was going to run over the Vikings, what was that week six in Soldier in you know in an open air stadium? I mean, what's he what's he gonna do on a closed roof, man? On some what church, you do, brother. Hulkamania, Kirkamania. Anyways, God, I stopped watching wrestling like in two thousand nine. Need to get back into it. <laughs> um, anyway, we're we talking about the Bears here at home, prime time. No, no, artists, no. The Vikings will get it done against the Bears in prime time. The lights will be a little bit bright for Justin Fields as well. U.S. Bank Stadium will be rocking. Uh, you got to split with Chicago. You got. I'm, I'm probably just willing that into existence by just saying it. You got to split with Chicago for sure. You got to split with Detroit. No spoiler for a head. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say the Vikings do get it done before they go into their bye week. This one's tough. This mm. one's tough for me. Mm. Ultimately... And I'm going, this is a coin flip. And I would say I would normally lean towards them winning this game, but it's they they're the bye week is right there. I'm imagining at this point of the season, you you're banged up. Everybody else more, more so has like had that chance to maybe rest and relax and all this stuff. But the Vikings, they're going to be feeling it. I think even though it's at home, it's going to be just one of those games where it's just not like it's going to be one of those games where like nothing feels right. It's going to be a low scoring affair, just ugly, ugly football. And I think for some reason, the bears are just going to be able to, to pull it out. So I say the bears pick up that win in week 12 by week, week 13, before they get back to action in week 14, traveling to Las Vegas. Hopefully that no, hopefully nobody spends their bye week just in Vegas to save on a plane ticket. Because that would be some awful Vegas hangover uh, for, for that matchup. Because, yikes. Um, what do you got? Win, loss? So, I mean, this is setting up for a ton of Vikings fans to travel to Vegas for this game. It's in December. It's before the bye week. So they might even spend a little bit in time in Vegas before this week uh, 14 matchup. This might be a situation where the, uh, the Vikings played against the chargers when they were still playing in that soccer stadium before they moved into SoFi. Mm -hmm. That game was damn near 70% full of Vikings fans. And that was in Los Angeles. And it's more fun to go to Vegas than in Los Angeles, in my opinion probably not as bad traffic uh so there's gonna be a lot of vikings fans doing skull chants at allegiance stadium uh that's gonna inspire this vikings team to take down jimmy g and the vegas raiders so this is gonna be a win for the vikings and gonna be arrested up for the bye week too all right artists uh i think the vikings win this game but i think Devonte adams is gonna shred i'm talking like <laughs> like 150 yards two oh. touchdowns type oh. shred i think that they're gonna the the jimmy g <laughs> jimmy g and the raiders will make this a game unfortunately but i think the vikings will pull away with a win in vegas i have that too uh just i mean just i'm just gonna back them simply because they're coming off of a bye week you have two weeks to prepare for this team um so i will give them the w there they stay on the road for week 15, traveling to take on Joey B and the Bengals out in Cincinnati. I'm going to say this right now. This is a loss. I think this is a loss. It's a raucous environment. It's it's a better quarterback. Um, I just think that the Vikings are going to have a little too much to handle on their plate and not get embarrassed, but it's it's going to be one of those games where at no point do you feel the Vikings. Once we, once we get out of the first quarter, you're not going to feel like the Vikings are able to control this and come back and make, it's just going to be like, all right, move on to next week. 
Yeah, and I mean, there's still some things that Cincinnati needs to figure out. They need to figure out what they're going to do with Joe Mixon. Very similar situation with the Vikings. Are they going to keep him? Can they still potentially trade him? Don't know there. Um, I don't know what their other running back situation, but still, I mean, it's Joey B. It's on the road. I mean, uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins should only get better, man. Those guys are legit. T. Higgins is probably the best wide receiver, too, in all of football. He is so underrated, and he's so good. Yeah, this is going to be a loss for the Vikings. Uh, yep. Yeah, this is a L. I think at this point in the season, uh, the Bengals are looking to really get it to uh, get it going towards the towards the end of the season and gearing up for the postseason. I think Joe Burrow is on another level at this point in the season. The best time to play the Bengals is at the very beginning of the season. If you're playing them at the end, good luck. I'm I'm rolling with the Bengals. Um, we will get our first of two games between the Vikings and Lions in Week 16. First one is at home at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, spoiler alert: They're going to, sp- in my opinion, they're splitting with the uh, with the Lions. So I'm going to give them the the win at home. Um, I think they probably beat win uh, against Detroit, even though it's a much improved Detroit team in Week 16. I'm also going with the Vikings in this game at home, um, ending the season. I think I did predict the Lions to win the first game. Um, so, and I, I believe the Vikings will split. So, I'm going with the Vikings in this game. I believe they'll split too, but I'm just going to switch what I think you guys are going to do. I say the Lions get the win at US Bank Stadium in week 16. Um, again, I honestly, I, I do love how the Bears improved, but I kind of do view Detroit as the biggest threat to the vision to the Vikings. I, I really do. Um, as much as Dan Campbell has got a, he got a lot of unnecessary, like just cause he's a, he's a big rah, rah guy. He likes to fire up his locker rooms and that can get pretty passionate. And he can say some really weird things like biting off kneecaps and stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I've seen some of the players that have come out of that locker room and I know that he's not with the team anymore. Jamal Williams. I mean, I saw him lead in tearful passion. Just some of like, just like the pregame, just like, all right, let's get going. Let's get ready for this game. And he's, I can't remember which team he's moved on to now, but uh, yeah, that team is going to be formidable. Um, you know, I mean, I still think, you know, they, I don't know how good I maybe like maybe a 10 win team at max, maybe 11 wins, but I think the Lions do beat the Vikings at least at home against the Vikings in week 16. All right. Uh, back at home again in week 17 for the uh, season finale against the Packers, at least um, divisional game. Uh, Jason, we'll just send it back to you again here for, uh, for uh, your decision. Yep. Said that we lost in Green Bay uh, back week eight, but we're going to get it done here in a week 17 against the Packers. I think at this point in the season, the Packers, even if maybe they're still like they're, you know, in the hunt, you know, they're, they're at the bottom of that list when they show the graphic of the playoff, like uh, a picture on ESPN or NBC or whatever, the Packers may be there at this point in the season, but they're going to be so far back that it's probably going to be mathematically impossible for them to make the playoffs. Not to say that they've they'll mailed things in at this point, but I just think the motivation to really just like really fight for the season will be gone for Green Bay at this point. It'll be prime time to a uh, New Year's Eve. So I uh, can't see your plan. Stay and watch football. Uh, yeah, Vikings get the win at home against the Packers week 17. I agree. I think they beat the Packers. I think they sweep the Packers, uh, which will be nice because I don't came remember last time they swept the Packers. Maybe we have to fact check that, but uh, it'll be nice. It'll be nice for them, for them to sweep the Packers, and I believe that does happen this year. I do think Jordan Love, I don't think he'll be a scrub. I really don't. I think he'll be decent. I really like what I saw out of him in the short time he was out there against Philly um, when Aaron Rodgers went down. But I don't think it'll be enough to beat the Vikings. And I think at this point in the season, if the division is still up for grabs, like you said, Jason, the Packers are packing it in and the Vikings are still trying to fight for a playoff spot, potentially a wild card spot. So I'm only with Minnesota. Yeah, uh, just to not sound like a broken record, I'm going to pick a win um, for them here, too, just because they're going to be checked out. If this game is two even weeks earlier, I think it's a little bit different. But the competitive level um, from the Packers at this point, it's just not going to be there. I feel like the fans, the front office are going to be like draft pick, draft pick. So they're not going to really backing the team as much as it is to, you know, maybe get a win over the Vikings. I, I think the Vikings win this one before their week 18 regular season finale heading out to Detroit. I, I already 
spoiled it from my pick earlier, but uh, I, I say they lose. It, you're splitting. You're splitting with the with the Lions, um, in my opinion, and that's the game they're going to lose. Yeah, I thought I I thought we picked that game earlier, but I didn't realize again that they had the two at the end. AJ, you actually said that earlier, and I missed it. Um, but yeah, I do have the Vikings splitting with the Lions, and I'm picking the Lions in Detroit in this game. Yep. Um. So the Vikings would lose to Detroit at home. They're going to win here in Detroit because I'm guessing that the Vikings will still have a playoff scenario in play still in week 18. I think there will still be some seeding things to figure out. So I don't think they'll be able to just take the week off, rest all their starters. I don't think they'll have anything like definitively clinched. They might have like the division clinch, but you know, maybe there's a chance of, you know, one or a two, so you could still be uh, at play or something like that. So they're still going to have to put, you know, Kirk cousins, JJ on the field week 18. I think there'll still be something to play for. Who knows? I mean, maybe the division will be up on the line. Again, I think Detroit is Minnesota's biggest threat to the division this year, at least right now as we're talking in May. And this, I mean, this could be an epic game. I mean, obviously they wait until like the last week to determine when these games are actually played. I mean, this could potentially be one of the games that they flex to prime time to end the season. They do that occasionally. I think the last time they did that with the Vikings was like 2013 when they were playing the Packers to get into the playoffs. And then they got waxed by the Packers the next week. But uh, that's what you get when you start Joe Webb at quarterback. Anyway, um, yeah, when at Detroit to end the season. So what do we uh, what do we finish here? What was all of our records? All right. Uh, very similar. Very, very similar <laughs> oh, between all three of us here. Great minds uh, the lone differential is artists who picked the Vikings to finish nine and uh, nine and eight on the season. Jason, you and I, uh, through different means of process, finish with a 10 and seven record for the Vikings this year. Mm. Totally plausible. Totally Very. plausible. I Very. think they probably sit within that. Like, I think they, what, what is the highest that you think they can get to win total? 11. Before we move on. You 11. think just 11? Uh, just 11. I'll I, say, just yeah. 11. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say 12 just to go one less than last year. I definitely don't think they're going to get 13 wins again and no chance. Um, they, they're not going to get that lucky, but yeah, b- best case scenario, I think 12, which I think is enough to win this division. I really do. I think Detroit maxes out at probably 10, maybe could be wrong. Again, could be wrong. I mean, a lot of things have to have to change here, but uh, yeah, 10 and seven seems totally reasonable. And yeah. I think our fellow score North uh, uh, coworkers also pick similar records. I think we're all around the same kind of place. So yeah, and I, I can th- see, you know, my bad fan interrupting, but no, I can see the the Bears. I picked the the Bears to sweep them, and I could definitely see them still splitting with the Bears somehow, some way, and then you know catching the team off guard like how they did the Buffalo Bills this past year. So I could definitely see them getting to eleven. Anything past eleven would shock me with this schedule, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. Really quick, I think my ceiling for them, I think it's twelve wins, and that's just. Instead of getting swept by the Bears for my prediction, they'd win one of those. And then I think I think that the Denver Broncos game um, is going to, like I said, I think that's going to be very winnable. And I think it just gets out of their grasp. But if, you know, maybe they uh, maybe they take control and they they, they beat dangerous, dangerous <laughs> Russell Wilson. So, um, all right. Hey, guys. Great job. Great job with the with the breakdowns. I'm sure n- n- uh, we're all going to be like almost spot on. Um, yes. Nothing incorrect there. What do we want to talk about next? Uh, I want to talk about the fact that we finally traded Zadarius Smith. It, it, it finally happened. I mean, we still got another guy that we got to figure out what to do with, and that is Mr. Dalvin Cook, but we traded Zadarius to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we also gave up a 2025 sixth-round pick and a 2025 seventh-round pick. We got back 2024 fifth and 2025 fifth. And my initial reaction to this, guys, I'm just kind of curious. Like, Why couldn't this trade potentially have happened before the draft? And we could have gotten draft capital for this season because now we're replacing a player really late into free agency and the draft process. Then now I'm kind of wondering, well, we could have maybe filled this void with a draft pick. I know it would have been like a fifth round pick and you're not expecting a fifth round pick to replace a guy like Zadarius Smith. I get that. But like, and I understand like it's the timing of it. Maybe you just couldn't make a trade before the draft, but that was my initial reaction. Just like, man, like I don't, I don't like the timing of this because he was as good as gone. I mean, he wiped his Instagram of the Vikings, and it's just like, yeah, if we could have, you know, gotten some draft picks this year to praise Zadarius, that would have been uh, optimal. But maybe that just wasn't the case. What do you guys think? I I agree. Um, I thought that they would make this move. Um, if they were going to make it, I thought they would make this move before the draft so that they could 
potentially draft his draft his replacement. When they didn't draft his replacement, I was confused because I'm like, I don't think he's going to be on the roster come week one. And sure enough, he's traded. So now I'm questioning what the next move is. Do you have enough money to go get a guy like a Frank Clark? Um, do you have an, enough money to get a guy? Um, I forget how to pronounce his name. He's a guy he played for the Colts, and he's a free agent now, edge rusher. Oh, Yannick Ngakwe? Yes, there we it used is. To have him. We used to have him. Yes. We traded for him, and he was here for like half a season. He was going to be Daniil's Hunter's like injury replacement for that year, and then we were bad. And we, we Well, he's solid. <laughs> he's solid again. So do you have enough money to go grab him? Those Both of those guys will be upgrades. If, if not um, – with the schedule that we just talked about, you're gonna have to you're gonna need some put put some pressure on these quarterbacks. So I'm wondering what the replacement plan is, but I trust Quasey. I trust Quasey. So that was my initial thoughts. I'm shocked they didn't replace him in the draft, but there must be some other plan in place. Yeah, and something. Yeah, I I mean maybe they just really like Brian Osamoa this season. Maybe. I mean I have I mean this was they just got done with rookie minicamp and that was just for rookies so none of like the vikings veterans are there although i do know that they had something the previous week kirk cousins was in for press conferences i think that was more just like a hey meet and greet kind of just you know you know hi i'm i'm the quarterback of the team nice to meet you and shake hand you know kiss a couple babies you know stuff like that um but but now what are we going to do with Dalvin cook? And I feel like this past week, there've been more rumblings about what's going on. We've had Jeremy Fowler saying things on sports center. We've had Albert Breer say things for sports illustrated, uh, most of which indicates that, you know, something's got to give here for Dalvin. He, he ain't going to be making um, the $10 million. Um, but there is more traction that he could potentially now stay with the Vikings. Um, there was even a report, uh, Jeremy Fowler specifically said that the Vikings want Dalvin to be in a situation where he can thrive. And if that's in Minnesota, then the Vikings are willing to make that work. And frankly, I'm willing to make that work too. I still think there's something left in the tank there with Dalvin Cook. I really do. Um, I mean, we're all fans of Alexander Madison for sure. We love him and that we, I think we're all happy that he's still here with the Minnesota Vikings. But I mean, I still think that like Dalvin Cook could still be a very good contributor for this offense. So if you can get him at half that price, I'm totally fine with that. And you know what? He's been a captain of this team for several years, too. Dalvin Cook is legitimately a good locker room guy, too. So, I mean, if there's something left in the tank and he brings those kind of intangibles to the table, too, then I'm totally fine if they can work something out here. But I do think that something's going to give soon. Probably I wouldn't be surprised by next week, the next time that we talk to you guys here on the Taxi Squad, that we will know the definitive future of Dalvin Cook with this football team. So, I don't know. What do you think? As far as Dalvin Cook is concerned, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. I just just cut him at this point. <laughs> I just just quick reaction, just cut him. Like at this point, I feel like they have tried just about every option. I feel like if there was a good trade available, the trade would have already happened. If not happened on draft night, just let him go. Just at the at, at this point, just 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 let him go. I feel like you had a, a solid draft, drafting the the running back in the last round that they did, and. You know, you got the best backup in the game. You know what I'm saying? That we'll be getting starting reps this year. No doubt. Just, 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 I think you should just cut him at this point. Um, it's been a great run. Um, I think he's still a very solid running back. I think at this point he's a bit injury prone, though, unfortunately, which kind of is holding him back. I think at this point he is, you know, starting to put the ball on the ground a little bit too much as well. I just don't see the point in keeping him on the roster at this point. And, again, um, you probably have already – you know, exhausted every option to trade him, in my opinion. You've probably the best time to trade him was draft night. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen draft night. That means there's no good offers on the table. Just 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 let him ride into the sunset in the free agency and let him sign with a team. And don't wait too late. You know, you don't want a situation where you cut him late and then, you know, teams don't have as much money as they normally would have to go out and get a guy like a Dobbin Cook. You know what I mean? Cut him, give him, give him enough time to properly play the market. And get the get the amount of money that he deserves. So I, I think that's what they should do at this point, because there's no other options. <laughs> like honestly, it's just even it's, for it's, like half the price though. Like you wouldn't be open to even bring like at a. I think if the Vikings, like what would be your like what would be your number? Of how much would you be willing to pay Dalvin to keep him on the team this year? Like what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I have to really look at the market. It'd probably be a little less than five okay. million, bro. I'll probably, no, probably be fair. like three. 
maybe three, hey, maybe fair. four, you know, at this point. Okay. And I don't know if he's going to sign for that amount. I don't know if he's going to resign for that amount. You know what I mean? So I, I yeah. just, I, I just, 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 just let him go. No, just no yeah. Him go, I hear, you know? I, I hear the argument. I mean, you're already paying a running back, even if you're not like paying Alexander Madison top tier money, you're still, you still have a multi-year contract. Second, uh, the second contract and it's not a rookie contract it's a second contract for the man and you, you drafted some guys we i mean we're still mildly intrigued to see what ty chandler can do and yeah and it stinks too because dalvin finally put together a, a, a 17 game season he played 17 games and so like it's it, it's you finally get that as a vikings fan and you're just like oh, yes finally he made it past 14 because that was the mark he'd only right. played at least 14 games so, all right he finally did it and but you still have to like just realize he's he's older and mm-hmm. that's just the reality of the situation. But again, I still think there's something left. Um, he's not gonna fall off a cliff this year. I really genuinely unless and again, knock on one, unless there's like some injury or like a real injury issue, something going on. And I know that he's had that shoulder for a long time, but again, when it comes to running backs, I care more about their legs than their shoulders, to be perfectly honest with you. So that's not like something I've really truly been held up with Dalvin. Um, yeah, it's, it is probably time to move on. I'm, I'm probably guessing that will be the case. Then Dalvin should know his worth, um, as well. And if, and, but, but I do know that the Zedarius Smith deal, um, did clear up some cap space for the Vikings. So maybe because of that things can happen, but, um, otherwise, yeah, it's the writings on the wall, right? It, It just, it just is. And so that's too bad because, um, you know, I, I was, I mean, he was definitely like hyped to be the next best running back for the Vikings since Adrian Peterson and Adrian Peterson recently left at that point, which after Dalvin in 17 mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh yeah. Okay. Now we got somebody that can take up that mantle. Obviously like we didn't expect Dalvin to be like AP, but then he started flashing early on and just like, okay, we got something here. And he got, yeah. and then not that he's been able to be a great running back since, but you know, it is what it is, but he's definitely going to go down as one of the better Vikings running backs in their history. It's just, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, we could be completely wrong. You might be on the team next week and restructured deal. And that's just, that's just I mean, kind of how it is. That's just kind of how it is in the NFL, right? Hard to see, hard to see that yeah. happening. But at the end yeah. of the day, you know, I mean, like I said, he's been a great player. That's why you pay him his, his respects and cut him and give him an opportunity to go to the team that he wants and get paid the amount of money he he deserves at this point in his career. Um, but it's, as far as the Vikings are concerned, no, it's yeah. just, no, I, I just, I don't, I don't see the point. I think you need to get younger at the position. I think the Vikings are moving in a different direction overall. So I just think it's time to just cut your losses. Um, and I know that we teased earlier in the show that we might get to some twins or Timberwolves talk, but we just got rolling with the Vikings and we're almost out in, at an hour with the show guys. And there's a Lakers uh, a nuggets game that artist needs to attend to. So we probably got to get out of here pretty soon. I mean, the I Vikings do want to say before we get out of here, because the Lakers didn't smoke anyway, okay. I would do want to yeah, say this. I don't, know if he even I don't even know. The, I don't even know the score. I'm sorry. Man, I don't even know. Smoked right what now. And, uh, AD clearly didn't kind of play. I, I don't want to get into it. 14 to nine. Is that it, wrong? Well, it's completely wrong. We don't have to even get into the score. Um, <laughs> What I will say is this really quick before we get off, and this will be my last word for the day. The Timberwolves better not trade Cat for um, anybody, and I mean anybody. Well, actually, you know, I wouldn't mind having uh, Brunson, but that's not going to (laughs) happen. Don't trade him for anybody from the New York Knicks. You don't need any of that here in Minnesota. Don't do it. It's not smart at all. RJ Barrett's cool. Mitchell Robinson's cool. Leave him in New York. Draft. I want draft cat. If we're gonna trade cat, I'm more interested in getting back the draft capital that we lost in the Rudy Gobert trade. To be honest with you, I mean that's more appealing to that's more appealing to me than any player that the Knicks have or maybe anybody else has. But I don't think they're gonna trade cat. To be honest with you, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Ant wants to be like MJ though, and that's pretty cool. But anyway, that's nice. That's I nice. want to be like MJ. Doesn't that. mean it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. very true. Very just wear Air Jordans, and that's the best we can do, right? Yeah, yes. then I'll dunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll dunk. Yes. Any last words from you, AJ? You, Jason? Um, twins, twins might be twins might be for real. They might oh. be for real. I'm not a, I'm not officially throwing the nasty label on them quite yet, but um, the bats have awoken. Obviously, thank you to the Cubs for supplying that offense for them. Um, you went Joker, to the right game though. You went on Friday. Yeah, right? for a Cubs fan, yeah, it worked yes. out nice. But uh no, they uh kind of got hosed in a sense by the umpiring crew last night on a few different oh. issues. Um 
but you know, I, good teams battle adversity. You know, it's a matter of, do you not, do you dwell on that? Or do you just look ahead to the next game? And I think um, if they show that they can come back out and just win and put up, you know, another six or whatever on, on the Dodgers, then uh, they'll be fine. But uh, like I said, not officially nasty yet, but they are nearing nasty territory, but that's all I got for tonight. Yeah. This is the most, I'll just do a twins thing too. This is like the most dominant. The top of the rotation has been for the twins in a long time. Uh, Joe Ryan's awesome. Sonny Gray is the creme de la creme of that rotation right now. And Pablo Lopez, even though, yeah, they are raising the four and Max Muncy kind of teed off him and uh, teed off on him last night. Uh, he has been awesome. Even though, I mean, Luis Arias has still just amazing in Miami and he's just uh, incredible. And I'm kind of regretting that trade, but still, I like Pablo Lopez, but Luis Arias is awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, the Twins division sucks. The Central is terrible. So this is theirs to definitely lose again this season. They've already pretty much said, yeah, we're if we're going to go in at the trade deadline already uh, at this point, even though they're only four games over 500, but yeah, the good weekend against the Cubs. Hopefully they can uh, keep things going against LA, except yeah, that game, that game last night was just mm, poor Alex Kirilov. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do when the umpire's giving you that much on both sides of the plate. There's just nothing you can do. Thanks a lot, Phil Cuzzy. Uh, anyway. So, but yeah, the, AJ is right. The twins, uh, twins are going to be giving us a lot to talk about this summer, I think. And I'm very, very happy. Again, if it's not Brunson, leave every player on the New York Knicks <laughs> in New York. <laughs> leave all of them. I don't care what Stephen A. says. I don't care what the national media says. Leave all of them, especially Julius Randle. Leave them all in New York. Leave hey, them Kat, all in New York. Hear me out really quick. Cat and Gobert to San Antonio for Wembenyama. Oh, yes. What yes. Think? What do we think? 100% yes. No, I'm not like, look, I'm not even like, no. <laughs> Throw in a first in 2032 while we're at it. Why not? Oh, I have purge that much just to purge the contracts alone. Ugh. Thank you very much. The cap space the Wolves could get. Let's go get that 20 Walker nice. testers with that, baby. Hell yeah. I, I did not Hell think yeah. of that. That is that is very true. That is Hell very yeah. true. If they could pull that off, maybe, but that's still, I don't know. Hell right. yeah. But that's all we have for you guys today on the Taxi Squad. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're listening to this on. If you really rock with us and like what you heard, go on the Score North website. Give this podcast a download. That really helps us out a ton for now, for today. Artist Woods, AJ Fredrickson, and Jason Stormer, we are signing off. Catch you on the next episode of the Taxi Squad.